Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sweet Asylum Podcast. My name is George Dadd, I'm joined by one of my co-hosts today, Michael Hanna. Kareem had to go. We're going to do a separate podcast. We told you we're going to bring you up the new, a new system where maybe some of us are going to record and the others aren't going to be here. We're giving you different kinds of podcasts for each day. Maybe you'll have one, maybe you'll have multiple in the same exact day. Hope you guys are excited for this. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You ready to talk about your topic? Absolutely. All right, let's so, hear it. I'm the sports guy, mainly basketball, and I wanted to touch on uh, the Kawhi Leonard trade and, uh, you know, the pros and cons of it, and does it make the Raptors uh, the favorites in the Eastern Conference? Now, I believe it definitely puts the Toronto Raptors up there. I think it definitely puts them top three. It's going to be a three-team race between Toronto Raptors, the Boston Celtics, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in the NBA. I think he is, when healthy, he is the best two-way player in the league. Now, if the Toronto Raptors have a committed, healthy Kawhi Leonard, they're going to be a problem. I think they definitely upgraded. Uh, It's, I don't think anybody can argue that Kawhi Leonard is a better player than DeMar DeRozan. The, the Toronto Raptors got the better player. They basically swapped. Mm-hmm. They got Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan, and they got Danny Green for Portal. Danny Green is also no scrub. He's a really, really, really good player. He was actually close to winning NBA Finals MVP one year. He's a very, very good player. So the Raptors definitely got upgraded. Now, the main question is... Kawhi Leonard committed to the Raptors at least for this year. Is he healthy? Is he ready to go? Um, will he show up when it counts? All that good stuff. Now, it's it's been reported that Kawhi Leonard has no interest in playing for the Toronto Raptors. Now, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to suck it up and play because this is basically a contract year. This is the last year of his contract and he wants a max deal now apparently he wants a max deal with a los angeles team whether it's the lakers or the clippers according to reports it doesn't it doesn't make a difference now everybody wants to get paid maximum money Mm -hmm. but you're gonna have to show maximum effort and i think he's in a golden opportunity in toronto because it is the eastern conference and lebron james is no longer in the east He's now in the West. Mm -hmm. So he can actually be the best player in the East. I think this is a golden opportunity for Kawhi Leonard. Um, He turned down a $200-plus contract from the Spurs because he no longer wanted to be there because they misdiagnosed his injury, and a lot of bridges were burned, to be honest, with Coach Greg Popovich uh, Tony Parker, who's no longer there. He moved on to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Tim Duncan's no longer there. Danny Green is now, you know, whatever. So I think this move makes the Toronto Raptors the second best team in the league. I think it now makes them the I – th- I think it makes them the second best team in the league. I think the Boston Celtics are still ahead of them um, because now they are getting Kyrie Irving back. They are getting uh, Gordon Hayward back. And their young players are definitely up and coming. Jason Tatum had a sensational rookie year. 
had a sensational postseason. Jalen Brown is a year older and smarter and wiser. Um, Marcus Morris is no scrub. Al Horford is a vet, provided quality minutes, quality leadership. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, though, however, I think is also up and coming. Ben Simmons, rookie of the year. Whether you think he was a rookie or not is irrelevant. The dude's a stud. Um, we'll see what happens with him and the Kardashian curse, however. But he's still a stud. Joel Embiid is probably a top three big man in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, probably mm-hmm. second behind Anthony Davis. Um, I think it's going to be a three-team race in the Eastern Conference. I really, really do. Now, the main question is, do you think if Kawhi Leonard will re-sign long-term with the Toronto Raptors? I personally don't think so. I think it's inevitable that he's going to go to L.A., whether it's the Los Angeles Lakers or the Los Angeles Clippers remains to be seen. However, you never know. And Toronto decided to roll the dice and take a risk. You know, it paid off for Oklahoma City when they traded away uh, Victor Oladipo and Zabonis for Paul George. Nobody thought Paul George was going to resign. Nobody thought Paul George was going to resign. Mm-hmm. But I he did. That. He did. He resigned, and they have him long term. He gave Oklahoma City the biggest hug and resigned long term. He could have signed a one year deal, two year deal. He committed for three. That's his prime, and then he he's, he's probably going to resign after that. So, I think uh, Toronto is definitely rolling the dice, and there are reports now that. Kawhi Leonard is warming up to playing in Toronto. I personally don't believe it. I don't think he's going to sign with Toronto long-term. I could be wrong. Uh, I actually would like to see him stay in Toronto because I do like the parody. Mm-hmm. I do like the intrigue. Like It does get annoying when it's just two good teams or three. It does. you know. Uh, there's always been dominant forces in the NBA whether it was the 80s Lakers and the 80s Celtics or the 60s Celtics or the 90s Bulls or the 2000s Lakers or the Miami Heat from 2010 to 2014 and then the Cavs and the Warriors. So parity hasn't always been predominant in the NBA, but I think it's time for something new, and I would like to see him stay in Toronto. Toronto's a great city. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a really good market, and if – Kawhi Leonard can show up and play really, really well in May, in April, and May, and maybe even June. Take the Toronto Raptors to the first to their first ever finals. I think he would definitely get the shoe deal that he wants because that's something that he's been talking about, and definitely get the contract that he wants. Now, in regards to the Boston Celtics, I think this year is going to be very important for them. Also, considering that Kyrie Irving is a free agent next uh, next year. Uh, he's also in a contract year, and he's lo- he's definitely looking to get paid. Yep. And there are reports of him wanting to go to uh, New York, the New York Knicks. Uh, the thing that confuses me about Kyrie is he left an amazing situation in Cleveland because he wanted to be the man. He w- He's the man in, in Boston, but now he wants to leave again. He seems like a little bit of a flip-flopper to me, but when you're Kyrie Irving, you can basically do whatever you want. But for this year, I think the Boston Celtics definitely do have the East unlock. I think they are the number one team in the East. And I definitely think that they are the favorites to get to the finals. Um, but I would not be surprised if 
uh, Philadelphia or Toronto, you know, knocks them out. I wouldn't be surprised. And it's it's very interesting. You know, it's 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 about time that the Eastern Conference has uh, teams that can you know get to the finals, other than a LeBron James team. You know, LeBron James has been to the finals now eight straight years in the East. He owned the East. He did. He, he owned does. it. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Now he's in the West. Yeah, now he's, he's, he's in LA. Take over the West now. He's got to contend with Golden State first and foremost. Sure. Houston, he's got to uh, contend with um, Oklahoma City. The Utah Jazz team is, you know, up and coming, I think. Denver is going to do very, very well. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with Portland uh, with the Damian Lillard situation. But I think the West is definitely Golden State. And I think, I think the NBA Finals is definitely going to be Golden State. I think if there's, if, I think if there's a team that can dethrone the Warriors, I think it's Boston. Because of the firepower that they have and the coaching, they have probably the best NBA coach right now in Brad Stevens. This guy is no joke. Uh, when when they first lost Gordon Hayward in Game One mm-hmm. of the regular season, I thought there's no way in hell this team is going to go far. And then they lost Kyrie Irving, and they still got the number two seed, and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. And took LeBron James's team to seven games. Yeah. So Brad Steven clearly knows what he's doing. You can hate on him. A lot of people hate on him because he's young and inexperienced and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. This guy's no joke. He knows how to coach. He is the best coach, not just in the East, in the NBA, I think. I think if he was the coach of the Warriors, they'd probably go undefeated. That's my opinion. You think so? I think that highly of Brad Stevens. I wow. think he's an amazing coach. Um. So yeah, I think the Kawhi Leonard trade definitely makes the Raptors one of the favorites in the East. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a three-team race between them, uh, the Celtics, and the Sixers. If there's a dark horse in the East, it's probably the Milwaukee Bucks uh, with Giannis and and that cast of guys. They're definitely very good. Uh, they got a new coach in Budenholzer, and he's a very, 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 very good coach. Uh-huh. So we'll see what happens with them. In the West, it's definitely Golden State. It's Golden State, and then there's a big gap in number two. The Houston Rockets got worse. They lost Trevor Ariza in free agency, um, and they lost Mabute uh, to the Clippers in free agency. And if they get if they get Carmelo Anthony, you can't say that's an upgrade. That is not an upgrade because Carmelo Anthony is no longer mellow from new york and he's definitely not mellow from denver he is now carmelo anthony looking for a team to play on for the mid-level exception contract there's there's no way he's going to be anything close to the carmelo that he was before and i think that was very very clear from last season um now a big question that i've been getting recently is should the celtics or the sixers have made an offer for Kawhi Leonard. I think they should not have. The Celtics have a very, very good thing going. The fact that they got to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie and without uh, Gordon Hayward, two amazing players. Kyrie Irving is a top five player in this. He's he's a top ten player in this league. Probably a top five point guard. Best handles ever. Mm -hmm. Best closer, best finisher at the rim. The dude is sick. And he's from Jersey. Stand-up Jersey. So... I don't think they should. I, I don't think they should have broken the bank for Kawhi Leonard, and because it, it doesn't even seem like he wants to be there. So basically, you're getting a one-year rental with no security. It's not like Paul George, where mm-hmm. 
Kawhi Leonard has made it very clear. And Kawhi Leonard is a, he's a strange character. He's a, he's a little off. He's a little weird. I'm a little weird. But he's, he's a little weird in that you don't know what he's thinking. He doesn't say much. We still haven't heard from him. I think in the seven years Kawhi Leonard has been in the league, I've heard him talk three times. He doesn't talk at all. He's, a, he's, a, he's the definition of an introvert. Yeah. So I don't think Boston should have done anything or given up any young parts, especially Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. If they, wanted to, if they wanted to trade Gordon Hayward, I would have made that trade. But, but um, it sounds like San Antonio wanted a lot more than that. They wanted picks. They wanted Jalen Brown. They wanted Jason Tatum. It's too much. I wouldn't have done that. For Philadelphia, I probably would have made the trade if they wanted Markel Fultz. Um, because you don't know what Markel Fultz is going to be. He's a rookie, and he barely played last year. He didn't even play in the playoffs. Plus, he's a little funky with his shot. He's had a lot of issues. I don't know. I, I, I would have definitely made the trade if I was a Sixers, but it also sounds like San Antonio wanted a lot more from uh, Philly as well. So I don't know if I would have made that trade either. So, But I think – I definitely think it was a win-win for the Toronto Raptors and for the San Antonio Spurs. They got uh, – the Spurs definitely got a win-now player in DeMar DeRozan. He's no scrub. The dude knows how to play. Very, very hard worker, and I can't wait to see him in Popovich's system. It would have been nice for Toronto to give him a heads up uh, to such a loyal player, as you've heard me say mm-hmm. before, um, that he was on the trading block instead of telling him he's not. That part I do not agree with, and if you don't believe me, you can check out my ep- episode two on this uh, podcast. I made it very clear I did not like the way Toronto handled that trade. But San Antonio did get a good player. In return, Kawhi Leonard clearly wanted nothing to do with San Antonio anymore. Mm-hmm. And the Raptors got a good deal. Um, they got a top five player in the league, best two-way player in the league. And they also wanted to get a, uh, get off from underneath DeMar DeRozan's contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish they would have handled it differently. I think DeMar DeRozan definitely earned that respect. He is probably the best player the Toronto Raptors have ever had. So I think he deserved a little bit more respect, but it was a win-win for both sides. And I can't wait. To, I, can, I personally can't wait to see DeMar DeRozan and Popovich's system. I think it's going to be great. I think this season is going to be sick. I don't think I've looked forward to an NBA season as much as I have right now. It's going to be insane. I can't wait. I'm so happy I got NBA League Pass. You're going to be hearing me talk a lot of basketball um, I am looking forward to y'all questions. I can't wait for it. Well, I'll, I heard, um, I just want to confirm this with you. Didn't the Toronto, the president of the, the Raptors, mm-hmm. apolo- publicly apologize to DeRozan? He did. He actually did, but that's hindsight because he saw the backlash that he was getting, not only from fans, but players. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to free agency, when it comes, like next free, next free agency, or when it comes time to sign somebody else, some players are going to be hesitant to go to the Raptors, seeing how they handled the, the way they handled DeMar DeRozan. 100%. So, again, loyalty is big. And key free agents might be hesitant to go to Toronto, considering how they treated the best player they ever had. So, he did apologize, but that was more to save face, I believe. That was more to damage control. I don't think that was genuine. I, I really don't think that was genuine. I think that was to save face. I think that was to, you know, put out the fire that he started. And because everything came out, you know, that they told him in summer league that he wasn't going to get traded. 
And then a couple days later, they trade his ass. Yeah. And then DeMar DeRozan going on Instagram saying there is no loyalty in this game. They, they, they tell you one thing and then do another all for nothing. He had, he had to say what he said. I actually yeah. don't blame the president, uh, Ujiri, for saying what he said. We actually have a viewer on with us right now through FaceTime. What's John, up, buddy? John is online with us. What's good, bro? Put on a shirt, bro. <laughs> Put on a t-shirt. What are you, J.R. Smith? <laughs> What's going on, buddy? I can hear you. What's going on? Ask your question. Oh, oh it's a question. I guess. Okay. Gosh, I don't know what the question is. What I keep talking about the Kawhi thing. Anything okay, you want. Here, I'm not just. I'm not just a Kawhi analyst. I can talk anything. No, 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 no. Here's an opinion. I just want you to let me know what you think. Do you think that the Raptors did what they did because of they wanted to get rid of Demar Derozan's contract? And if you really think about it, Demar Derozan is an All Star, but let's be real. He can't shoot threes. In a three point sh like, if you can't shoot threes now. In this league, you suck, kind of. And he can't shoot threes. He shot 29% from the three-point line in his career. He shoots 23% in the playoffs from the three-point line. 23%. They wanted to get rid of his contract. They took Kawhi because Kawhi, in my opinion, isn't even going to play for Toronto. I think what's going to happen is the same thing that happened to Melo, as in he went, Melo went to the Hawks, and then they're going to trade him away to the Rockets before he even gets a chance to play. Just like uh, Kawhi is basically just going to go to Canada, but then what's going to happen is they're going to trade him to one of the L.A. teams because he wants to play for L.A. Why would Toronto... I'm not saying the trade is good because they got rid of the Marlon Irvin's contract and now they have this player who they can use so to their advantage to get whoever they want from the Lakers or the Clippers. For example, the Lakers. If they trade, if they trade Kawhi to the Lakers, now the Lakers have too many forwards. Because, come on, I mean, Kyle Kuzma, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and now they have Brandon Ingram. We're not really a forward. Josh Hart. Guard, but, um, I don't know, very interesting, I think. And especially with the Clippers, they, the Clippers don't have much to offer. They have some picks. They have Tobias Harris. But at the end of the day, Toronto's basically rebuilding. You think they want that? A couple of years from now, they're going to get rid of Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is just too expensive. And he's really bad. He's short. doesn't do much. He's basically now the face of this team, which is... I don't know, this team has been losing every year in the first round. They, they get swept by they get swept by LeBron every year. Now LeBron's not here, and they get rid of DeMar DeRozan. Like, what, what's going to happen? They get Kawhi. Kawhi doesn't want to play there, everybody's saying. So mm -hmm. what's going to happen? And get rid of Kawhi. Even if they get, let's just say, best outcome. They get Kyle Kuzma, a pick. And I don't know why they would take Julius Randle, because his contract sucks. But how stupid they are, they probably take Julius Randle. Go for it. Okay, you... You, you asked a lot of questions right there, man. Um, <laughs> first off, um, I definitely... Okay, first off, I definitely think they were trying to get away from his contract. Now, you talk about DeMar DeRozan's three-point shooting and the playoffs and the regular... They were the number one team in the East. Oh, he, got he got benched against LeBron. I'm sorry. Yes, he did get benched against LeBron in the, in the, in the Eastern semifinals. They were still the number one team in the East. They were still the number one team. Now, if you wanted to get away from under his contract, cool. Go for it. Rebuild. Do all that. You know, get a player a one-year rental, then get him off your books. I have no problem with that. I think it was a great, like I said, I think it was a great move from both sides. Because if Kawhi doesn't re-sign with them, they get off of DeMar DeRozan's contract. If Kawhi does re-sign with Toronto, they got a top five NBA player. Mm -hmm. The way they handled it was my biggest issue. 
for somebody who gave everything he had to Toronto, though he he shouldn't have been treated that way. Now, he was a free agent. DeMar DeRozan was a free agent two years ago and could have went to L.A. He chose to stay in Toronto when Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Chris Bosh, Damon Stoudemire, all these guys dipped on Toronto. All these guys left. And Toronto could have been like, we're not going to go far with DeMar DeRozan. We don't want to re-sign him. Uh-huh. But they did. So, And it's not like DeMar DeRozan's a scrub. His entire career, he's averaged 20-plus points. So, granted, he's not amazing from the three-point line, but neither is Draymond Green, neither is... A lot of players aren't amazing. At the, the only player that's lights out from three is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. James Harden isn't lights out. They, they went over 27 from three. Like, it's not... It was a win-win for both sides, I believe. Uh-huh. Now, I think getting off of DeMar DeRozan's contract was a good move. Definitely a good move because they weren't going anywhere. They had to blow it up somehow. The way they handled it was my biggest gripe. Now, if Kawhi Leonard does re-sign with Toronto, Toronto's going to be a problem because now players might be thinking about going to Toronto. They're going to be thinking about going to Toronto, not just, bec- not just to play with Kawhi Leonard, but also the superstardom that, might, that could happen. You know, with Drake. Drake, people don't take into consideration how big – a factor Drake can be, like Spike Lee was for the Knicks or Jay-Z was for the Nets or Phil um, Phil Nicholas is for the Lakers. Like, it's nice to have that kind of celebrity there. And I think Drake made the Raptors popular the past year. So I think, you know, players might be considering going to Toronto if um, Kawhi Leonard resigns. I don't think he's going to resign. I think he's going to get traded. I think the Toronto Raptors are going to either trade him before the deadline. They can't trade him now. They have to wait 60 days. As, as per the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, they have to wait at least 60 days to trade him. I think they will trade him to the Lakers, but I don't think they're going to get that much because now the Raptors are going to be a little bit desperate. Like, we're going to have to get rid of Kawhi Leonard because clearly he's not re-signing with, with us. You know, this, the Spurs could play hardball. Lakers are scared that he might just go to the Clippers so they'll offer up as much as, you know, they're willing to offer up. I don't think so because I think the Clippers know they have Magic Johnson. It's one thing to have Jerry West, but it's he's the logo. I get it. I get it. He's the logo. But it's different when you have Magic fucking Johnson. The dude is worth $700 million. It's the Lakers. They have 16 titles. The Clippers are... They're the little brother. So I think the Clippers will probably offer Brandon Ingram, um, Josh Hart, and a pick. The Lakers. The, the Lakers, I'm sorry. The Lakers will offer Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and a pick. Because the Clippers can't offer anything. Tobias Harris is not trade bait. I don't think Tobias Harris is, is trade bait. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think that, I think Toronto would want some young pieces. And I think Josh Hart is a stud. I think he's going to be very good for a long time. Brandon Ingram has definitely shown um, that he can definitely ball. So I don't know if if Kawhi Leonard does make it past the trade deadline. I think the Raptors are definitely in a rebuilding mode. I don't think they're going to be looking to sign to do any major big moves. But if they see that all indications point to the fact that Kawhi Leonard is not happy here, they're, they're probably going to trade him. Or if the season isn't going where they want it, if they're not winning as much as they should, 
then they'd probably trade him to to the Lakers. I think the beginning of the 2019-2020 season, you're going to see Kawhi Leonard in a Laker uniform. I think you're going to see him in a Laker uniform, and I also think you're going to see Klay Thompson in a Laker uniform. Really? Really? Yeah, because Golden State can't afford to keep all these people. I think you're going to see either. I think you're going to see either Klay Thompson or Kevin Durant. In a Laker uniform by next year, next season, not this season, next season. Really? Because I don't know if you heard this, LeBron James and Kevin Durant hung out last night. No, I did not hear this. They hung out last night. They, they, uh, LeBron James has a business. He has a he has a podcast company called um, Uninterrupted, and he does business with Draymond Green. Draymond Green has a podcast on there, and he also has Kevin Durant, and they hung out. And before this year's free agency, Kevin, uh, according to reports and sources close to me, I have sources, uh, <laughs> LeBron James called Kevin Durant and asked him if he would be interested in playing for the Lakers with him. Kevin Durant was like, I don't think so. I'm going to stay here, but maybe next year. That's what was being reported. Really? So we'll see what happens next year. But I think you're definitely going to see Le- um, Kawhi Leonard in a Laker uniform. And maybe Clay Thompson and or Kevin Durant, for sure. Interesting. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a very good team. Yeah, I was really impressed with um, I was really impressed with Josh Hart, uh, summer league MVP. I was really impressed with him. I was really impressed with what I saw from DeAndre Ayton. Uh, Marvin Bagley stepped up. I think the biggest disappointment in the Summer League was definitely Trey Burke. I think that dude needs to, you know, he needs a double cheeseburger. He needs to go to In-N-Out Burger or something. He needs to go to Burger King or something and put on some weight. Um, I think he was a little bit scatterbrained and flustered. I think I think Trey Young is going to be one of those guys where he's either going to be really, really fucking good or he's going to be a bust, I think. I think he's – I don't think there's a middle ground for Trey Burke. He's too small, too fragile. He's either going to be Steph Curry – or he's going to be Sebastian Telfair to me. So it's one or the other. I think I think he was really good. I think Mikael Bridges, I think he's going to be a really good role player. I think he's going to be a fantastic role player for Phoenix. I think Phoenix is going to be on, on the come up. I am I'm excited to see what Phoenix does. I mean, Deion, they they just re-signed Devin Booker to a five-year contract, 150 million dollars. Um, I think Josh Jackson is going to come back really strong. I think they got. I mean, I think them getting rid of Eric Bledsoe was probably the best move they ever made. I think that DeAndre Ayton is going to probably win Rookie of the Year. I think I think De- I think DeAndre Ayton is going to be really good. He's over seven feet. He can shoot. He can post up. He can play defense. He can block. He can do all that good stuff. So I'm really excited to see what happens with with the Phoenix Suns. I'm also really excited to see about the Denver Nuggets. You know, Michael Porter Jr. just had surgery on his back, so we're going to see what happens with him. Um, I think I think it's really I think I think it's a really good time to be a, an NBA fan for sure. What else you got? Oh man, I don't know. You said Denver Nuggets, so I'm curious. 
Isaiah Thomas, Public Factory, if you've got the time to one your deal with the members. If Isaiah Thomas in general is a player, do you believe he's a good player? That's a really good question. I think Isaiah Thomas is a really good player in a really good team with a really good system. Um, when he was in Phoenix, he wasn't what he was. He he was he was eyed. He was eyed enough to get traded to Sacramento, and then he was there. He was just okay to get traded to Boston. When he got to Boston, however, though, he was in the best system he could possibly be in, with Brad Stevens, Jalen Brown. Al Horford, like he had, he was in a really, really, Marcus Smart, really good system. Then, you know, the thing happened with his hip, you know, he, he had hip surgery and he played through it. The dude's a soldier, you know, a guy that's, you know, five foot eight. His sister died. His sister died, like he's five foot eight. Like the dude's no scrub. The dude can ball, but. Last pick in the draft. La- yeah, he was, he was actually in the gym throwing up buckets while he was. While draft was happening, so I definitely think this is going to be really fun to see what ha- what what he does because he has a point to prove. The dude went from a hundred million dollar contract to two, and I think the Isaiah Thomas thing proves my point. There is no loyalty in the NBA, none, not zero loyalty in the NBA. Because after everything that Isaiah Thomas gave to the Celtics for them to do them for them to do him the way they did, proves there is no loyalty. They found. Something be- they found a nice new shinier car and had no problem trading in their older damaged model. So I don't blame the Celtics for doing what they did. They got Kyrie fucking Irving. If you have a chance to get Kyrie Irving, you take it. But don't give me the loyalty aspect anymore when it comes to the NBA and the players or the players in the NBA. Don't give me that anymore. But I think Isaiah Thomas definitely does have a point to prove. And I, I'm actually expecting big things from him considering that, you know, he... He's definitely, you know, I hope his hip is doing better. He's, he's, on, he's on social media talking shit. You know, he's talking his shit, and he's, he definitely has a point to prove, man. Yeah, honestly, when the, I, he was averaging crazy numbers for the Celtics, and they just gave him a little, but what do you think of also, he was playing through an injury, and then he went to the Cavs, they like discovered that, and he basically was out until January, which is pretty fucked because, uh, you know, they just give away Kyrie. He played, he played one month with the Cavs and then was traded to the Lakers and then barely played for the yeah. Lakers, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't blame the Celtics for doing what they did. I, I really can't. Genius, but, like, I can't believe the Cavs. Because I remember at one point they did trade. They, the trade went through. Then they realized that Isaiah Thomas had an injury and they were almost about to, you know, go back on the trade. But they let it go anyways and just kept Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, the Cavs basically traded Kyrie Irving for Colin Sexton. That, that's what it boils down to. But, but, well, Isaiah Thomas wasn't exactly the model player for the Cavs. He thought he was on the same level as LeBron James. You're not on the same level as LeBron James. He thought it was his. He thought the Cavs were LeBron James and his team. It's not. It's LeBron James' fucking team. You're second. But he he made it perfectly clear. He was talking a lot of shit during post-game interviews. He was saying a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, like, Isaiah Thomas wasn't exactly the model player citizen in cleveland at all because he felt spited he felt he felt slighted he felt that he yeah like he he basically thought he's on the same level as lebron james he was he was calling out players he was calling out the team and he was a cancer he was a cancer in the cleveland locker room he realized this is i'm not in boston anymore so you know i think he had to be moved 
I think the Cavs traded him for like addition by subtraction. So I think he has a point to prove in Denver. I think he knows that he's he thinks he's worth a hundred million dollars. I don't know if he's worth that much. I don't think any team would ever pay him that much. But if he does have a breakout year this year like he did in Boston, you never know. There's been a lot worse players getting big contracts than Isaiah Thomas. Look at Crab from Brooklyn. Look at Porter. Look at Otto Porter from Washington. Like, there's a lot of players that get shit that get there's a lot of role players that get hundred million dollar contracts. So you never know with Isaiah Thomas. Uh, who is that young kid from what, the Wizards? Um, the one that plays the same position as uh, Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre Jr. He's gonna be pretty good. He's a really good player, but he's 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 the definition of a role player. I think Kelly Oubre is really good. He's tough-minded. He is not afraid to get in your face and fuck you up. But he's I think I think he's gonna be a stud. He's still very young. He's I think he's like what 22, 23. So. I think that, I think that, I think I think he's gonna be a really good player. I think Washington, I think the Milwaukee Bucks and the Washington Wizards are the dark horses of the East. I think. You think Giannis is a top five player? Absolutely. Who would not want Giannis on their team? My, for me, I think. I think LeBron James number one, Kevin Durant number two. Um, James Harden, number three, Russell Westbrook, number four, Giannis, number five. You said Russell Westbrook, number four. Yeah, I would put Russell Westbrook over Steph Curry. I would put Russell Westbrook over, I would, I would pick, it's really hard because there's so much talent now. Like, it's not like the early 2000s and the 90s. There's so much talent. One thing, I'm sorry, but I saw like the last 20 games of OKC during the regular season. This is, this is what they played. Russell Westbrook takes it in. Russell Westbrook runs to the basket. Two big men, Russell Westbrook can't get in. After the third attempt of doing this and trying to go in and not getting the foul, passing it back to Paul George or Carmelo. Carmelo can't shoot threes. Paul George is not, not, not always on. The whole game is like this. That's what I saw. Well, the problem with OKC I don't think is – I know people love to give Russell Westbrook a lot of crap. And sometimes he does deserve it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It takes him 45 shots to score 45 points. I get it. The problem with OKC, I think, they the coach. I don't think – oh, what's his name? Um, Billy Donovan. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had like a brain fart moment. Billy Donovan. I don't think Billy Donovan is the right coach. I think they need a Mark Jackson type coach, a Chauncey Billups type coach. Like, I, I don't think that he is what the Thunder need. I don't think it's what I don't think it's all Russell Westbrook. I don't think it should all fall on him. And it's not like Paul George had like during crunch time he was missing threes and he was missing shots and Carmelo Anthony was complaining and bitching and moaning that. He wasn't in the fourth quarter. Like, I get it. But, you know, Carmelo was gone. They got Dennis Schroeder. I think that was amazing that they got Dennis Schroeder. Somebody that can that can definitely back up Russell Westbrook. I think that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be a problem. I don't think they're going to be ahead of Golden State for sure. I don't think they're better than Houston. I am not sure that they – they could be better than New Orleans, I believe. I think they can possibly be better than San Antonio, um, better than Portland, maybe. I don't think they're going to be better than the Lakers. I think the Lakers, I think in, in the West, it's Golden State number one by far. 
Then number two is Houston. Number three is L.A. Um, that's all the questions that we have. Uh, I got to get out of here. Time is up. I am so glad everybody gave me all these questions. I am looking forward to talking NBA basketball with you guys all year. I can't wait for this. Um, please feel free to subscribe. Uh, please check me out on Instagram, Michael Hanna, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-H-A-N-N-A. Twitter, I'm on there, at Michael Hanna 23. Facebook, at Michael Hanna 23. Snapchat, M Hanna 23. Peace and love, guys. Peace and love, guys. Make sure you follow him. Sports Center, if you guys are interested in a new host, make sure you contact him at sweetasylumpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, guys, to check out our podcast. We're offering more than one a day now on three different subjects by three different people, three different points of view. Make sure to check us out on the podcast app at Sweet Asylum Podcast. See you next time with peace and love.